0: this series gives you a direct line to the Pinnacle Traders. We're covering everything from when the odds are initially posted to looking at how the market might react. This is the opening line. Hello and welcome to the opening line. We've still got one game left in week 7 but the Pinnacle Traders have now posted the odds for week 8 so it's time to take a run through the numbers and assess where the market might move. With me once again to help analyse the odds is Adam Chernoff. Hello Adam.
1: Hey Ben, good to have you back to health. We had some eager listeners waiting for some responses last week, but we were able to do the full pod on Friday, but it's good to be back here Sunday evening.
0: Back, good to go and ready for this week, so let's go. Let's get into it. We've got the Washington Redskins at the Minnesota Vikings in our first game and the, the Redskins opened up as a six and a half point underdog here, but we've seen half a point come off that straight away. The over-under was po- posted at 41 for this one. So obviously it's another big handicap, which can be a little bit tricky to work with. What's your reaction to those odds?
1: Uh, it's a big price for Thursday night football, but I think it's a deserving price in and of itself to Washington Redskins defensively while they performed in the wet weather, to put it lightly against the 49ers somewhat respective, respectably. Uh have real concerns when you're looking at overall success rate, their bottom four in both rushing and passing defense. And I think that 49ers offense is a little bit getting a little bit too much respect. And as far as the Vikings, a team that I have really playing to the maximum of their price point, but the numbers really support what the Vikings are doing, both passing and rushing the football. So it should be pretty one-sided on Thursday. I think, I think the handicap on the side probably lingers between 14.5 and 17. I don't think we see it get all the way to 17. Um, Not much effort to get it there, but I think if we see something move here, it might actually be the total uh, that might catch some attention towards the over as we get closer to kickoff on Thursday.
0: And then we've got the New York Giants at the Detroit Lions, and Detroit at minus seven for this one with the over under at 47. It seems like a pretty solid mark, and we're obviously on a key number with the handicap. So do you think we'll see any appetite from the market of these numbers?
1: It's certainly stretching Detroit out. Um, this is a team that would likely draw attention pretty quickly if this was off of the seven. Uh, you're looking at Detroit 2-3-1 and one in the standings, but they've had some games that probably... Could have well gone their way with a bit of better decision-making within the fourth quarter. A lot of luck sort of working against this team within the game, especially late in the game. So a team I think is eventually going to draw some interest from um, some influential betters within the market. Not sure at seven, if that necessarily uh, moves the needle. But interesting matchup with the Lions, who have turned into a bit of a pass-first team. The last couple of weeks maxed up against this New York Giants secondary, which is extremely weak. Um, might see this total get up to 49, if not maybe a little higher before kickoff.
0: And then we'll move straight on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee are minus two and a half on the handicap and the over/under set at 46 and a half. The traders think the market will be on Tennessee's side here, but whether that's enough to see them get through minus three or beyond, we'll have to wait and see. So will this be another one that's going up and down or do you think there's enough to like Tennessee to push them out?
1: It's a bit of a divide within the market. Uh, There was a lot of support for Tampa Bay within the last couple of weeks uh, in their game against New Orleans and then also in their game in London against Carolina. Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill was able to get their win against the LA Chargers, albeit with another classic Chargers meltdown. So, Uh, A bit surprised to hear they think it's going to inevitably get to three, potentially. I think if there's going to be a move, um, that would really be the maximum price point I could put the Titans with Tannehill. Uh, But certainly a step down in opposing secondaries for this Titans offense to face potentially the pass game gets going. So I could see three, but I think we'll see this one hold at two and a half, at least for the next couple of days in the early stages of this market.
0: Our next game is the LA Chargers at Chicago Bears and Chicago listed as a five point favorite with the over under at 40. A little bit of early action on the Bears and the under but not enough to suggest we'll see any major movement here but what are your thoughts on how the odds opened for this?
1: Well it's uh, about as extreme of a price that can be put on the Chicago Bears and I'm a little bit stumped with this team personally. First time I got involved with them all season was last week against the New Orleans Saints so earlier today. It's been a long day, to say the least. Um, but even that price at three and a half had a lot of people going the other way, but we saw it move up to minus four. Uh, so there was some support for Chicago, which I think was more so of a sell of New Orleans uh, earlier today. Now we're seeing this one at five against the Chargers. Uh, I would have to think that the Chargers probably draw attention. Uh, but certainly the more influential side here is, is the Chicago Bears could see this one get up to five and a half and potentially even push six.
0: Next up is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the L.A. Rams. The Rams are minus 13 on the handicap with an over under of 48. Betters seem to like the underdog on the, the big handicap this season. And the early money has been on the Bengals, but we're going to have to wait and see whether that's enough to that plus three kind of drops as we go through the week. How do the numbers look to you on this one?
1: Wembley game. So it's being played in London. Uh, Venue switch from the Tottenham Stadium. They're going over back to Wembley, which means you go from the new artificial turf to the fantastic grass pitch, which tends to get beat up pretty badly as the game goes on. But you're also looking at neutral field pricing here. So with a double-digit favorite in the LA Rams at 13, you're really looking at LA, about a 17-point home favorite if this venue was flipped back to California. Uh, so pretty pretty large spread here, all things considered. The Bengals have the last couple of weeks drawn a little bit of attention later in the week once the market sort of reaches its maximum point. I've been interested to see some interest early on on the Bengals, but overall a pretty big number. Um, if, if it's going to be moving this early in the week, I don't necessarily see – a point where money comes back on the Rams. I think this move is pretty telling early, as far as the total at 48. Uh, the surface is definitely something to take into account with this one, but we might ultimately see this get to 49 and sort of sit there, but not too much else uh, that I would be anticipating for movement in this one.
0: And on the just on this game, the the other international series games, you has kind of spoken a lot about travel arrangements for teams and stuff like that. When does When does that information tend to hit the market and how quickly should people be reacting to that, do you think?
1: So we know what the LA Rams are doing. They're staying on the East Coast. They had to travel across the country for their game earlier today, um, which was played in Atlanta. So it's on the East Coast. They're going to Georgia Tech to practice at the University Stadium. Um, So they're staying out East. They're flying out early in the week, and the Cincinnati Ram or the Cincinnati Bengals have not necessarily announced their travel plans just yet. Um, I'm sure it's going to be defined probably first thing tomorrow morning. Um, they did have their home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so it's sort of a normal routine for them. But we have noticed um, that we have seen some slow starts from teams that tend to leave later in the week, both with the Buccaneers and with the Chicago Bears, who left uh, they left Thursday evening. East Coast time, the Bears even left a little bit later. So we'll have to monitor the Bengals, but we know what the Rams are doing. They're staying on the East Coast. They're flying out early. So if the Bengals were to go late, then potentially that advantage exists here again.
0: So we'll move on to the Oakland Raiders at the Houston Texans. And the Texans are minus seven here, and a big total of 50 and a half. Not many early takers on Houston. So it'll be interesting to see if, if they move off seven or, or if we see the market buy into them later through the week. People still want the over at 50.5, so it might get even bigger. Is there any th- early thoughts on the market from you on this one?
1: Yeah, the total's going to go up. Uh, I think that's undoubtedly going uh, to get to 52. Uh, I think it might even go higher than that. You look at how these two teams match up. Both teams going to have success moving the football, but the way that Houston lines defensively with their strength being against the rush, which is where Oakland's found some success, um, you look at the scheme they play defensively in coverage, really allows teams to find that short underneath pass with which the Raiders want to get out of their West Coast quick passing offense. Uh, So I think it's another game where we see the Raiders move the ball. They put up 10.7 yards per play against the Green Bay Packers in that loss. Uh, Houston against this Raiders secondary give up the most explosive plays in the NFL per game. I think there's plenty of opportunity for Houston to move the ball. This is going to come off of the seven. It's going to sit in six and a half, may even get a little bit lower than that. Uh, I think Oakland, probably the side you want to look for, but the total, if you're wanting to bet the over, you want to grab this probably as soon as you're listening to the podcast because there's certainly going to be some over money taking this up throughout the rest of the week.
0: Right, moving on. Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers, and Carolina are underdogs for this one at plus six, or they were initially plus six, I should say, because the traders have already moved them off and and through to five and a half. The over-under is on 42 Do you think we're going to see people buy into the Panthers even more on the handicap and push the number further down?
1: I think that the people who have a bit of influence within the market are certainly going to look to it. Uh, The 49ers, as expensive as they could possibly get. This is truly the top of the market for the San Francisco 49ers. My concern with them is really Jimmy Garoppolo under centre at quarterback. Everything in the news this week is going to be about him completing his first season as a starter it has been in the league for a number of years, but now he gets through his 16th game as a starter. 14-2 record. That's going to draw a lot of comparisons on the big television networks. It's going to be a lot of talk within the radio. The 49ers 6-0, uh, but he hasn't really been tested against a great defense yet. And now he faces Carolina, leads the league in quarterback hits, generating a ton of pressure. Coming off of the buy, so this travel spot, not nearly as damning as it usually would be on a short week. They did not come back from London, obviously, two weeks ago, but that factors in a little bit differently here. So a nice spot setting up for Carolina. Um, Just from a numbers perspective, if you're seeing six on the board this morning, that's probably one you want to put into your account to deal with later in the week. But I do see um, Panthers money coming in. And this total, right around the key number, 42. Um, not really expecting too much from that number um, throughout the rest of the week.
0: I feel like we had a couple of quiet weeks and this week it's there seems to be something everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's uh, last week was a bit quiet overall but this week there's there's something going on, especially early. Some weird numbers hitting the board early.
0: I might have cursed it because we'll move on to the Denver Broncos at the Indianapolis Colts and we've got the Colts at minus six and a half and the over under on 43 and a half. Handicap on this one does look to be pretty stable with a bit of early interest in the over. Is there anything here that you think people might want to get involved in?
1: This will get to seven for the Colts. I would be really surprised if it didn't. Uh, Not really any anticipated interest for betters in the Denver Broncos coming off of that Thursday night performance. Indianapolis off back-to-back, really complete performances, really complete game plans as well. Um, Not too much of an effort to put anything together to face the Denver Broncos, so uh, I do see this some attention coming in for the Colts um, specifically. As far as the total at 43 and a half, I, I'm not really expecting too much movement here. Um, sort of bookended here with 45 and 42 just above and below it. It might ultimately settle on a 44, but um, not too much here as we're sort of in a dead zone 43 and a half.
0: So next up we've got the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots and the Patriots are minus 10.5 with a 46 point total and we we haven't seen much action on this one but obviously we've still got the the time of recording we've got the Patriots and the Jets to play in week 7 so is this one that you you leave alone or can you react and, and get on before that Jets game?
1: Not necessarily something I'd want to react on just yet. The Patriots price to about as high of an extreme as we're going to see them likely all season. Um, Even if they continue winning, this is, I mean, they've been maxed out for the last couple of weeks. So unless there's a pretty drastic result against the Jets on Monday Night Football, which for my fans' sake, I hope that there is. Um, Not invested monetarily in anything on Monday Night Football, but um, should the Jets really put together a great performance, We might ultimately see this come off of the ten and a half, um, maybe get a little bit lower. So there is some sort of foresight that you can apply here if you do like the Cleveland Browns next week, potentially taking them now and seeing a bit of correlation with the Jets if you happen to like the underdog on Monday Night Football. But usually these are games where I tend to sort of wait to see what plays out because – getting four quarters ahead of the market with a lot that could happen especially within the division game uh, just not really a spot I like to put myself in too
0: often So the last game we've got on the board at the moment is the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs and it's a, it's another interest, interesting one here it's probably been a tough one for the traders but they made the Packers a three point favourite on the road against the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes the over under is currently on 48 and it's no surprise to see most of the interest is on the handicap on this one um, looks like there's a strong chance that we could see Green Bay become bigger favourites as we move through the week. But what are your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I'm getting a little older. Life's slowing down a little bit. But I do still have uh, some of the old knowledge from the days on the other side of the counter as has set in these markets and, and bookmaking some action. Um, earlier last week, following the Mahomes injury on Thursday... Uh, Friday morning I sent out some info I said I put his value between 30 and 35 percent on the money line and just for comparison's sake that would move a pick'em to plus eight and a half given where the look ahead number was with Kansas City minus four and a half. My projected opener was right at Green Bay minus three to potentially three and a half and I tapered that just a little bit for expectation considering that this is on the key number. But now we add in the fact that there's still Kansas City dealing with some cluster injuries from that game on Thursday to the offensive line as well as on the defense, too. So it goes beyond just Patrick Mahomes not participating in this game, which is obviously a huge drop. But we're seeing Kansas City at a significantly different price point. And with the shape of the NFC North, we saw the Green Bay Packers who were really being sold against the Oakland Raiders earlier in the week before the Thursday night football game occurred. This game grows in magnitude after that Raiders win for the Packers, considering that the Vikings are keeping pace just behind them and the schedule that lies ahead for Green Bay. So um, the Packers really compiling wins while they can before a difficult stretch within their schedule. This was going to be one of those difficult games. Now it becomes an easy one. Really sets up for a nice situation for Green Bay. I think with Matt Moore leading the way for Kansas City, it gets a lot more difficult for them to move the football. Uh, If you look at where you're going to attack the Packers, it is on the ground running the ball, so it does slow down the game plan overall naturally for Kansas City. Uh, But without that threat of pass, I think we finally see the Packers show a little bit of support defending the run. So I do see this one coming off of the three. Likely likely gets the three and a half at a minimum, if not pushes into the minus four range by the time we get the kickoff on Sunday
0: night. Sounds like there might still be some work out there for you as a bookmaker, Adam.
1: Uh, I'm I'm available.
0: <laughs> well luckily as well, we've now got a few games that haven't hit the board because we're obviously recording this pretty soon after the games on Sunday. So do you have any thoughts on the lines that we yet to see from Pinnacle for week eight?
1: I think we're gonna see a very big total in Seattle, Atlanta. Uh, The Seahawks, really efficient passing the football, but the concern with them early in the season was, are they going to throw the football enough? We saw almost a 65-35% split against the Ravens in a game where uh, really there wasn't the need for Seattle to be playing catch-up until late in the game. So the last two weeks for the Seahawks, there has been a willingness to throw the football. Atlanta doesn't seem like they're going to be firing Dan Quinn, which is fascinating. They have the bye week after this game. It sure looked like that team quit on Dan Quinn for about the third time in a row. Um, So it's shocking to see him still there. I think if Matt Ryan, he did end up in a walking boot, but that's not always indicative of an injury. uh, Just more to contain swelling. Uh, We'll see if, if Matt Ryan's a go. This total probably opens up. I wouldn't be shocked to see 55. We might see 54 and a half um seattle's certainly going to be a road favorite here probably opens three and a half four jets on the road at jacksonville going to be a short total on this one unless something pretty remarkable happens on monday night football but i think we'll see this one open right around 42 and the jags are going to be uh for sure more than the field goal favorite i'd probably put them in right at four and a half unless the jets do pull off the upset we will probably see that number come down to like a three and a half um and then philadelphia buffalo That's going to be a very interesting number. I was really disappointed with the Eagles and how they performed on Sunday night football, but it was interesting to see how the ownership that everyone took in that press conference after it was a combination of shame, embarrassment, but Peterson owned up to everything. You could sense that there was a bit of anger and frustration within the Eagles um, throughout all their playmakers in the post-game interviews. It was, it was a really interesting response to that really poor performance Deshaun Jackson possibly back. We've been saying that now for two weeks. But if he returns, this Buffalo defense left me with a lot of concerns, despite cashing the over with them against Miami. Uh, the Dolphins were able to run the football pretty consistently. Fitzpatrick was able to find space with his receivers. So if Jackson's back, Eagles potentially likely to open up with the Bills as a short favorite, off of that pretty dramatic result. On Sunday Night Football, but we might see a spot where the Eagles potentially present a bit of value in what's probably going to be viewed as a tough situation. I would suspect the total going to be a little bit lower, maybe 42.5 in that one. So we'll see how those predictions hold up for the prices that hit the boards a little bit later today.
0: Well, there we go. That's our odds analysis done for Week A. I I know it's probably been a long day, Adam, so thanks for coming on and going through the numbers.
1: It's always my pleasure. Love talking football and and hopefully we will provide some more value on Wednesday with the Full Look Ahead podcast.
0: There we go. More football to come. So I'll speak to you later in the week and we'll preview those matchups. Thanks to everyone for listening. All the odds that we discussed today are available on Pinnacle.com. Whether you get your action on early or you wait for later in the week, good luck with any bets and remember to please gamble responsibly.